We are live. It is Sunday, the 7th of January. This is the first live Snappy Tag podcast in three weeks. This is um, this is a special one. We actually have quite a few special edition podcasts planned for January. This is one of them. So in this one, it is just me, as you can see by the fact it's just myself. If I switch the scene, ta-da! It's podcast number 26. So... I'm going to be talking about Spectre, about Meltdown, what all of that means. This this won't be an hour and a half. This will probably be about half an hour to 45 minutes. It'll be longer than a regular video, but shorter than the normal podcast. So we'll be talking about Spectre and Meltdown, all of that jazz how it affects all of the chip manufacturers and Windows and Mac OS and Apple OS, I guess. What is it called? Mac OS, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I think I meant to say iOS. But um, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about all of that because there's been a lot of confusion, a lot of unfair coverage, a lot of incorrect coverage. So I think it's worth talking about now with you guys. And, you know, it's... Um, oh, whoops, that's myself from the past. Um, and yeah, I, it's just... I. I saw a lot of misinformation and we have a bunch of special edition podcasts due for this month. So I don't want this to be a, a full, a full podcast. Like uh, I don't want it to be a full hour and a half to two hours, but I did want to do something. And I feel like this has been so widely reported, but it'd be wrong of me not to talk about it. So this is, this is it. It's it's a one-topic podcast. It's going to be shorter than normal, but I, I think we'll get some, we'll hit some good points. We'll see how this goes. It's usually better to have someone to bounce off of, but you know what? This is what we've got, so we're going to stick to it, and it should be good. So, you're probably wondering, George, what is Spectre slash uh, uh, Meltdown? I'm gonna I'm gonna forget Meltdown. All, like even all this week, I've been like you know making show notes and thinking about what I wanted to say and all that, and even then, all, for. for whole of this week i've been like it's spectre and what's the other one like for some reason i can't get the name meltdown into my head but hey that's that is what it is so spectre if you want to if you want to find out more go to spectreattack.com by the way i wonder if um i never checked does meltdown attack work is that registered as well Let's find out. It is. So you can either go to spectreattack or meltdownattack.com because they were both... So this is what's caused the confusion. Both of these were found by Google Project Zero, which interestingly is actually one of the first things to be found by Google Project Zero. Like they haven't done many interesting things, but this is one of them. This is uh, definitely up there in the list of significance with the things they found. So congrats to them. So we're going to talk about each of those and how how the hell how they managed to find them. It's what what's also worth noting is that um the confusion has been between the difference between Spectre and Meltdown and also specifically who is affected by Spectre and Meltdown. So we're going to be discussing that as well. Um it it's interesting seeing all the misinformation around and I just I just wanted to clear it up and hopefully just hopefully this will actually be a useful video for someone somewhere to watch 
because as long as one person gets cleared up from the confusion that all of this has caused, I think that's a, I think that's a good cause. So I want to start off by talking about Meltdown? Spectre. We're going to start by talking about Spectre. I keep, I keep, you see, here's the issue. I've been spending the last three days thinking about this like non-stop. And even I have struggled with like keeping them compartmentalized. So if you're a casual person who has also struggled with this, I don't blame you because it is bloody difficult. So I'm going to start by talking about Spectre and here's why. First of all, it's because it's the one that's got, uh, it, it's got two variants. Um, it's one that primarily seems to be affecting Intel CPUs as opposed to Intel and AMD, unlike Meltdown, and that'll be talked about separately. But I want to talk about Spectre first, because Clay Shirkley on Twitter, or Clay Shirky, I should say, there isn't an L in that, was the first person who I saw spoke about it concisely. So I am going to bump, oopsies, I've accidentally clicked away from the tweet. I am going to blow this up so we can follow along together reading this Clay Shirky tweet, uh, which I feel like really did a good job of summing it up. I retweeted this earlier in the week, uh, if you didn't see it, but um, here it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it out to you and then, and then I'm gonna talk about it uh, in detail, I guess. So Clay Shirky reads, um, the link to this is in the show notes, by the way. I'm going to try explaining the Spectre attack with an analogy. Imagine a bank with safe deposit boxes. Every client has an ID card and can request the contents of various boxes, which they can take out of a vault. Normal start. If a bank is concerned about security, people have to show ID and can't walk out of a vault with stuff that isn't theirs. However, the vault is enormous and the client's impatient. There are also many clerks. To speed things up, sometimes the clerk guess, sometimes the clerks guess which boxes you want. To enable this predictive fetching, they don't check whether you need the contents till after they fetched it. Sometimes the guesses pan out, sometimes not. But, oh well, if they bring you something you don't need, you can just leave it there. So here's the bug. The bank's protocol for checking ID and for making sure you don't walk up with other people's stuff is good. However, the security for fetching safe deposit boxes is bad because it's optimized for speed. Once your ID checks out, the clerks trust you, just for a moment. If you show your ID and ask for one of your boxes, number 117524, you'll get it. But if you show your ID and ask for a different box, you'll get to see the contents for someone else's box instead. And, this, and you can do this again and again, asking to see the contents of boxes that aren't yours. You can't alter the contents, but you know what's there. Over many iterations, you can learn the contents of the entire vault. So the bank is the CPU, your requests are a program, and the clerks are processes, and the deposit boxes are memory. A trusted program can ask processes to fetch chunks of memory it has no right to, enabling fetching, checks on whether data is valid for a process only come later. As many people have noted, this is craziest with cloud computing, where your virtual server shares actual hardware with many other users. If you can run Spectre on that hardware, if you can show ID in that bank, you can see data from other users, gigs of it. 
And if someone else runs Spectrum at hardware, of course, they can see your data. This is just phishing. You can't easily target a particular person or firm, but it is drift net phishing, an industrial scale attack on large connections of data. And Spectre is not a trivial side effect. High speed free spe Oh, I broke down right up last sentence. High speed prefetching is how substantially all modern CPUs work. Whew. So with that mouthful out of the way, let's uh let, let's break it down a bit more. So basically, what the issue here is is very complicated. And and here's the gist of it. You have all of the information, all of the stuff that is saved in RAM. You have all of the people who want to get at it, which is your program in this case. And you have the way of acquiring it, which is via processes. Wait, do I have that right? Hang on. Wait, let's rest again. So you have the bank, which is the CPU the clerks, which are the processes, the deposit boxes, which are the memory. So you, as the trusted program, can ask the process to fetch chunks of memory. Here's the issue. I can ask for any chunk I want, and I'll get it. I can't take it, I can't do anything with it, but I can see it. Which means if you have something secure in memory that you don't want me seeing, there's no way of stopping me. I can't change it. I can't affect it in any way, but I know what's there. This on a small scale, and if you want to target someone with it, is basically useless as implied. However, imagine if you use the Google Cloud platform and you wanted to run Spectre across the entire thing. This issue is mostly software-based, but it's actually in part down to, well, actually that's a lie. It's mostly hardware-based. It's in part software, and you can use software to mitigate the effects. However, that mitigation is never going to be, it is, is never going to be fully preventable via software alone, even if it is in part mitigatable and it's it's a kernel issue as well as a hardware issue now interestingly um here's here's um here's the thing spectre was unveiled and when it when it was unveiled uh, amd did this big deal amd wanted amd wanted it to be known that Spectre didn't affect them. Meltdown, ignoring Meltdown for the time being, Spectre were very clear to state that uh, Spectre did, wasn't an issue for AMD for multiple reasons, not only because, um, on, on, this is on the latest Intel, uh, on the latest AMD process, I should say. So this does affect AMD FX chips as well as AMD Pro chips, but on Ryzen, um, the difference is that memory is randomized and therefore um, you, if, for example, there was 16 gigabytes of RAM, you couldn't attack something that you knew was there because it could be in any location within those 16 gigabytes. If that makes sense, you'd have to 
you'd have to comb through all of it as opposed to knowing that things were in the first one gigabyte. Um, for lack of a, a better way of phrasing it, it is, uh, it is a, it's, it's a difficult pr uh, idea to get your head around. And in, what was interesting was seeing the way investors reacted to this. So if I pull up the AMD stock prices, as well as the Intel. So what you could see is if I pull up the five day for both of them. Cool, cool. So this is AMD. You can see it's slowly going up. This is where rumors occur. This is where rumors started um, about Spectre. They actually started a few days um, or a day before. If I hit one month, can you see it's slightly better? Yeah, so you can see they've been going up since the end of December. Um, so that's when the, when it first sort of, th there were there were whispers, there were murmurs that something may be happening. Um, and you can see when Spectre was actually, well, Spectre and Meltdown were actually announced, there's this massive jump in AMD stock prices. In stark contrast, if we look at Intel, you can see the exact opposite. Near the end of December, it rose for January 2nd, but then dropped off. And also, if we look here in the five day, again, the moment Spectre and, and Meltdown are announced, there's this massive drop off. Now, the reason for this, as well as being uh, the lack of knowledge from an investor point of view, was that it was originally thought that uh, Spectre and Meltdown both only affected Intel. However, it is worth stating that uh, AMD, and AMD fought hard to say that they were completely unaffected by Spectre, um, or, or they were mostly sure. That they, I think the official statement was, I, I want to pull up the official statement, because um, it was saying along the lines of, we are almost certain that we are unaffected. Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, do, 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 do. I don't think... I have a copy of the exact thingamadoodah. No, I do not. But the, the bigger issue wasn't that it was thought that it was only Intel affected. It was, oh, here it is. Huh. That was a complete coincidence. So here it is on CRN.com. AMD claims, what is this madness? So this is, sorry, I'm going to take a second to call out uh, like shady web design. This is this is a web page. Now it kind of looks like it's from like 20 years ago, first of all. Okay, we can look at it like that in a second. So first of all, it looks this web page looks 20 years old. Second of all, this is the entire web page. Only one third is the article we're actually looking for. Then we have like a second third, which is advertising and a third third, which is different stories. That is um, a bit shady CRN, not gonna lie. If we pull up a printer-friendly version though, we get just the article, which is what we really want here. 
So AMD clone builds a near zero risk to its processors from Meltdown and Spectre. AMD claiming the near zero risk um, was... So AMD were interestingly vague about it. So Intel had a full comprehensive threat mitigation. They were they pushed out a bunch of patches. Um, and we'll come back to that momentarily. Um, so the Intel... Uh, sorry, the AMD... Can we see what... Here it is. The security research team identified three variants in t targeting speculative into into execution. Um, speculative execution being what uh, is the, the, the full name of a Spectre. Um, the threat and response to three variants differ by microprocessor company and AMD is not susceptible to all three variants. Due to differences in AMD's architecture, we believe there is a near zero risk to AMD processors at this time. That was a big deal because before Spectre and Meltdown became fully known in terms of issue as well as what that meant, um, the... The thought was that, but whoops. Oh, hang on, I'm I'm watching the stream. My bad. The thought was that um, meltdown. No, Spectre, the one that only affects. This is very. See, this is why people are confused. There is too much going on at the same time. The reason, right? Hang on. Okay, stop. Take a pause. We're talking about Spectre. The, the way to fix Spectre on Intel systems via this patch and using... I could... I couldn't... Whoopsies. I couldn't remember the name during the Snappy Talk podcast because we mentioned it in part there. Um, the patch process was rumoured to make... Uh, to take a massive hit to performance... Or performance, I should say. It's not performance, it's performance. A massive hit to performance for Intel processors. Um, how massive it was rumored to be between 5 and 20% depending on processor. And I want to see if I can find the original Intel hit. Uh, da -da 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 -da. So this is this is before it was official. Okay, so got the page here for news of Meltdown and Spectre. Blah blah blah. The fix for Meltdown is a kernel page table isolation. Uh, this has been implemented for major operating systems such as Linux, Mac OS, iOS, Android, and Windows. Um, heads up if you use an Android device, uh, January 2018 patch version does uh, mitigate this to some extent. Now, the earliest tests on Linux with worst case scenarios showed performance drops of up to 30%. Um, here it is. So this is a, if I bring it up, this is the article on Tom's hardware. Um, Intel were very vocal to claim that um, the the effects weren't that major and it seems um that that is the case you're gonna have to excuse me for sitting back just a little i've just ugh, i was sitting up and it 
it, it hurts like setting up directly into the camera and I can't shift attention off anyone else to like reshuffle. So you're going to have to deal with it. Um, according to recent reports, Intel and ARM processors suffer a serious hardware level vulnerability. Um, this vulnerability um, has already been deployed in the fast pat ring of Windows Insiders. Interestingly, it rolled out in November. Um, Linux patches now are now uh, what's what I'm looking for available. Look at me go. So this this thirty percent um, this thirty percent performance reduction. The, the likelihood of that is not only slim, but seems almost certainly non-existent. Um, this, this is what caused the biggest drop in Intel share. Not the fact that the, that the exploit existed, but it was thought that we might see up to a 30%. I say we, like I use an Intel processor. It's thought that people might see a 30% degradation in terms of performance, which is a major deal if you work in, for example, the cloud, if you're GCP or AWS, then the majority of your, of your, um, what's the one I'm looking for? Of your cloud runs Intel processing. Um, so I want to find... I want to find the image that I saw on Reddit. Because um, I saw an image, I think it was yesterday, and it, it showed in part why people seemed uninformed. If I can find it. Um, I don't think I can. Oh, you know which subreddit was probably on? It was probably on the... Uh... Nope. Okay, no, that's fine. Um... I can't remember. I should have saved. This is why I try to save links as much as possible. Um, hi to Andre Fenland, by the way. Um, <clears throat> but um, but yeah, the, the, the issue was more that there was an expected 30% hit to performance, which would have been a major deal to anyone working in the cloud. That never materialized. However, rumors are sometimes more powerful than facts. And that is almost exactly the situation we saw here. Which is, uh, it's, it's never good to see. I mean, Intel, what, actually, I'm now going to take a moment to talk about the Intel CEO. Um, because I feel like this is also worth talking about. So Intel CEO Brian Kurzanich, that went way better than I expected. I, I, I like, look, it's... His surname is one of those surnames, which when I look at, I'm like, I have no chance of pronouncing this. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, I can say this word. Look at me go. Aren't I great? So um, Intel CEO Brian Kazanich sold half of his stock um, 
just last week, look at him go. So he sold the majority of his stock under corporate bylaws in November. Um, so he, he now only holds the absolute minimum number of shares he's required to own as CEO of Intel. Intel insists this is completely unrelated to discovery of the two security flaws, Spectre and Meltdown, um, that leaves computers, servers, and mobile devices open to attack by hackers. Um, they, they were adamant about this. The only issue being that um, it, was, it was processed like days before it was announced. Um, looking at the article on the Axios website, he sold, I want to pull up the exact number. Um, Because what it seems like is he sold them. Um, it it sounds to me like he sold them as soon as he'd found out about what was happening. Um, so. <clears throat> so he had roughly $24 million worth of stocks that were due to be sold um, in options. Um, the sell-off draw scrutiny because um, news about vulnerability and the timing about when Intel knew about it seems to be a couple of weeks before he saw, he decided to set up those stock options, which is a real coincidence, considering that was, you know, real coinkadink there, Mr. Brian Krasanich. That's one. I, I remember his surname. <laughs> so he sold a whopping 245,743 shares, which may sound like a lot, but that leaves him with 250,000, which again may sound like a lot, but is his absolute bare minimum as required by the fact he is CEO of this company at the time being. Whoopsie doopsies, that's a problem, isn't it, Mr. CEO? Um, we'll see if that turns out to be an issue. Um, I believe the Equifax uh, executives were cleared. Uh, yeah, Equifax. Hang on, let me let me pull up the article. There's a completely unrelated note, really, really quickly. Uh, Equifax executives cleared by board over post-breach sales. Um, the company has claimed they had no knowledge of the incident. This is an old article. I could have sworn I saw I saw something in the news just this week. Uh, let me check. Uh, no, apparently not. I may have. There, there is the story that there's, there's still no close to privacy protections 
but um, that, that's a separate thing for a separate time. So that's Spectre. Spectre affects predominantly Intel CPUs and older AMD CPUs. If you use Ryzen like I do, fun fact, uh, you should be okay, apparently, according to AMD. Um, Intel patch, Intel has issued patch patches, um, Windows has patches, Apple, and oh, actually, I want to take a moment to talk about Apple, um, because I saw them getting a, a lot of unfair coverage, um, during the, uh, so I get the majority of my news from my Google Home Mini, I ask about my daily news, and I get a rundown, including BBC, The Telegraph, uh, someone else. There, there are a couple of news sources, and I believe it was the BBC who were covering it uh, when when Spectre and Meltdown were first announced, and it was a major deal. It was um, it was brought up as being a predominantly Apple issue, which I found quite unfair to Apple. They were discussing how Apple are known for being secure. And that because they used Intel chips, they were, had now been uh, exploited and were hackable. And it made it sound very much like it was Apple fault. They were talking about how um, this was a tarnish on Apple's reputation and how um, it was a chip. But and it, so this is this is the actual headline that BBC are currently running: Meltdown and Spectre. All Macs, iPhones, and iPads affected. This makes it sound like a very Apple issue. Now, Apple did come out and claim that all of their devices were affected by these two flaws. However, it's not a it, it's not a strictly Apple issue. It affects almost all Intel processors, which means it affects almost all devices with a processor in them. Full stop. It, it, it's a bit unfair to claim that this is mostly an Apple issue. In fact, if you scroll down, um, if you get, this is, this is, you know, a full, you know what, let me pull it up for you guys. So this is the article, right, talking about how it's mostly Apple's fault, you know, images of an iPhone, and this is one of the very few times I'll defend Apple. So, Greg, if you're listening to this, Greg Morris from the Bring Your Own Device podcast, be proud of me. Uh, you know, you, you you go down, you go down. Uh, affects processes made by Intel and ARM, huh? That you know, to the uninitiated, that means nothing. And you have to get down all the way down to like the last couple of lines, where they go. Google and Microsoft have already issued statements telling users which products are affected by bugs. Google said its Android phones were protected if they had the latest security updates, which I want to mention. See, I find this bit hilarious as well because security isn't exactly very good on Android devices. I'll be the first to admit that. I personally feel that the majority of the time you have to be personally targeted for one of these, for, for a lot of the Android issues. And I feel like even then, iOS, you know, Android provides more attack vectors for a hacker, but iOS isn't 100% secure. Um, and if someone wants your information, I think they'll, they'll, they'll always find a way if they want it hard enough. However, Google said it's Android phones. Oh, I accidentally clicked the name Google, I think. I did. Whoops. Apple said it's, uh, sorry, Google said it's Android phones, which consist of 80% of the global phone market, um, were predicted if users had the latest security updates. Now, here's the deal. 
my one interestingly my oneplus one has the latest security updates not because oneplus issues them but because i sideload custom roms onto it and the custom rom has them my s7 edge however does not uh, that is because although it is currently running a note 8 rom i believe i forget which it's again running a custom rom i believe it's the note 8 one it's whichever one has like the latest security patch and even then i think it is actually out of date by a few months let me pull up the about phone status um software info so this is running patch number november i don't know why i said number so even that is two months out of date and that is the peak of samsung's ability to patch software supposedly so you know no 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 issue there no siree uh so out of those you know 80 percent of a global market it's probably one percent of android phones that are patched because it will be almost certainly uh, the Google Pixel phones, the Google Nexus phones, and that's probably about it. I can imagine there are a few, um, there may be like a couple Android developers that have pushed it, there won't be more than that. Um, so you are almost guaranteed to have issues if you're an Android user right now just as a heads up and then on top of that of course microsoft with windows um they too have already released fixes for many of its services however you have to get all the way down here to hear about how it's not just apple which i find you know partially hilarious and a little bit a, a little bit sad you know i i'm i'm not exactly one but i'm not the, i'm not a person who loves apple um but I feel like they do do some things well, right? The build quality of their devices, they're, they're a bit overpriced for my liking, but they're not bad devices, um, at least the hardware itself. You know, I'd like a headphone jack with my phone and I'd like more ports on my laptop, but whatever, right? In, in terms of build, they're decent. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I find it hilarious. And I, I just, I don't know. So let's talk Meltdown. Meltdown is more of a uh, software issue and is more to do with how um, how the software side works as opposed to the hardware side. Meltdown breaks the most fundamental isolation between user applications and the operating system, allowing a program to access um, memory and thus also the secrets of other programs and the operating system. If your computer has a vulnerable processor and runs an unpatched operating system, it is not safe to work with sensitive information without the chance of leaking the information. This applies to, once more, again, personal computers and cloud infrastructure. However, this is something that is completely fixable by software. So this is something um, that will Wait, hang on. Yes. I believe yeah. Yeah. I have I have this right way around, right? I think I see I'm still I'm still I'll be honest. I'm still yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about meltdown here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. 
This is something that can be, you can, you can tell even after hours of researching this, I have the fullest of confidence in my knowledge. I think that's the right way to be about it. You have to, you have to be a little bit, a little bit questioning of what you think is your own knowledge. Um, this is every, um, this is every processor made by Intel, um, from 1995, except the atoms pre 2015, 2013 is what I meant to say there. Interestingly, um, currently meltdown is only verified on Intel processors. Um, AMD again are insistent that it almost doesn't affect them. And according to arm, not all of their processors, but some of them are, um, again, this is something that is completely fixable via software, unlike Spectre, which although you can mitigate against, you can't fully, um, fix. If you go to meltdownattack.com, it is, it does say, uh, meltdown, the vulnerability meltdown basically melts security boundaries that are meant to be enforced by hardware. However, um, those can be fixed, whereas Spectre, um, is based on the root cause speculative execution as it is not easy to fix it will haunt us for quite some time get it get, get it because it's a spec it's like ghost it's a, it's a specter get it it's a it's a joke they're they're being funny whilst you're being hacked but you know we'll we'll gloss over that but yeah i think it's um that is that is a state of the union, for lack of a better phrase. That is the state of, let me spin this around a touch. That is the state of Spectre and Meltdown and all the CPUs. So to recap, AMD claim they are more or less a-okay against Meltdown and they are definitely a-okay against Spectre. It doesn't affect them at all. Intel say that um, they are affected by both. However, patches against Meltdown have had no performance hit and patches against Spectre, although it was initially thought that it'd be up to 30%, it turns out that that hasn't materialized. They seem a-okay and I'm almost inclined to believe them on that. I haven't seen anyone um, hit me up telling me there are issues there. So yeah, that is um, that is the short State of Union. This is... Um, this, I, I hope this has been informative to you, at least in some extent. This isn't as long as a regular Snappy Deck podcast, because it is uh, this one topic that I felt needed talking about, and we're working very hard on the next couple of podcasts on the 21st of December, as well as either the 14th or 28th. I'm not sure which yet. We haven't solidified the date. I think it'll be the 28th, and I think next week we're going to have Greg Morris on, which would be great. Um, so one of the weeks will be a special episode and one that isn't will have Greg Morris on. That's, that's the intention. Uh, Greg will be talking about how he's left Twitter and how he's feeling better about it. So that should also be a great episode. We have, we have lots of fun stuff planned. So make sure to uh, make sure to subscribe to see all of that. If you enjoyed this podcast, um, thank you for joining me live. Let me just fix my microphone, make sure it's centered. I get really self-conscious about the centering of this microphone. I'm not sure why. It's really, it's, it's like the weirdest thing to be like a little bit anal about, but it is. Um, 
So yeah, if you enjoy the Snappy Tech podcast, go to smpy.tech slash podcast to listen to the audio version or slash iTunes if you own an iOS or, or any Apple device to pull it up on iTunes. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast for the audio version. You could go to smpy.tech slash YouTube to see us on YouTube, to watch us as well as interact when we are live. We are live every Sunday at either 6 or 7 p.m. GMT, depending on the week and the situation and the guests. So make sure to keep an eye on our YouTube channel and the Twitter, which is smpy.tech slash Twitter, our Facebook, which is slash Facebook. You can add me on Snapchat via slash Snapchat or the Snap code, which is actually on this podcast. If you look down, you'll see it right there. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, we will see you next week when we discuss either something or Greg. I, if it's not Greg, I want to keep it under wraps. If it is Greg, it's going to be Greg. And that means it's going to be a great episode because Greg always makes for a great episode because he is the highlight. Thank you for watching and we'll see you next week with, with people. It's going to be great. Trust me. Bye.